Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. We're going to do no theme song, no nothing. Everything we just said, we'll probably just go ahead and leave in because nobody cares about editing. <laughs> um, it's all constant at this point, right? It is. Everything, everything we do right now, we, so it's, we're, we are all in the Truman Show right, right now. So uh, anyway, my name is Rob Carmack. I'm joined as always by J.B. Clark. This is not going to be a normal episode. We're going to go ahead and release this at the normal time. Uh, but we figured, you know, maybe in the midst of all this, we can take a minute and not, you know, not continue down the same, you know, we, we, we'll have some time to go back and deal with uh, all the Bruce Springsteen content. But we figured, like, maybe maybe there's more stuff that people would like to talk about. And, uh, and so JB and I were texting and we, were, we thought, like, what if what if instead of the normal Springsteen stuff this week, what if instead we just said, like, hey, here are some things that we would recommend. People are most people right now are locked in their houses. And then also, so like, first of all, what would we recommend if you're sitting there? Like, what am I going to watch? What am I going to listen to? What am I going to read? Here's some ideas. Or if, uh, it, and we're going to share our personal goals. Like, what are we going to watch, read, listen to, consume in some in, in some sort of fashion? So we're gonna we're gonna share that. But first of all, JB, we talked a little bit off uh, off mic, but you know how you doing? All right. Yeah, I'm just sitting on a stool at my kitchen table with my like giant work monitor that I brought home. <laughs> yeah. April walked in and was like, oh, wow, this is a whole thing. You got mission control set up in your kitchen. Yeah, my monitor seemed normal in my office, but in my kitchen it seems kind of insane. <laughs> um, but uh, It's like putting a couch in your bathroom. Yeah, yeah, like a love seat looks really big in your bathroom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I've just... Uh, went to the grocery store this morning for the last time. So I'm probably gonna, um, I'm probably about to go insane. Uh, like in, in uh, 48 hours, I'll, I will be fully insane. That's, that's my wife too. There's a part of me that's like, I can, I can just be home for a little while. That's fine. I don't mind. And my kids are mostly okay with it. My wife, when she learned that they were closing down like movie theaters and Starbucks, she was like, this is, this is a real emergency. I'm going, there's going to be a Caroline shaped hole in the wall in like a day. So yeah. Yeah. It's Kool-Aid man situation. Yeah, man. Um, Except in reverse, because I'll be like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Put the bricks just... back. <laughs> <laughs> Those are hermetically sealed bricks. But, uh, yeah. I don't, like, I'm the, I, like, the walks are good, but at the same time, uh, walking past the coffee shop in my neighborhood is like, you know, it's like look, it's like listening to Bridge Over Troubled Water while with your fingers are like on a glass window while it's raining outside. You know, like that's how. It's a very, even though it's sunny and I'm like taking walks and stuff, that's how I feel. You painted a very specific picture for us just now. Thank you. My brother has a video of him that he's like made into a, one of those like uh, still foreground uh, video background gifs of that with Bridge Over Troubled Water playing. <laughs> and he's like in a suit in his office and he's like on a high floor and he said anytime something like really somebody you know something sad happens somebody goes how you doing he just sends that and it's so dark and funny yeah oh man um also probably should be noted jb's wife uh works in the medical field and yes. so uh, they are right now like a lot of us are in our houses and we're just like man it's just gonna it's gonna be a long time uh they it, there, there's an extra level of stress in jb's life right now so let's just uh all keep that in in our thoughts as we you know as we continue to listen to that, as we can, whenever JB comes into your head, just remember, like they're they're on the front lines right now. Yeah, so. I mean, we're on like sort of the front lines. Like we're we're trying really hard not to get it because she wants to, and and luckily it, has, it doesn't affect pregnancies and babies, and she's a labor and delivery nurse, but she's still in a medical facility uh, every day. She's walking so. in and out of a, of a place where any if anybody gets it, that's where they're going to go. Yes, yes, there have been people with it there. Hmm. Um, so is that right? Like, You've had confirmed cases in Tupelo. Weird. 
to not in, so they're not people from Tupelo or Lee County, but from adjacent counties. Or someone was visiting, and someone was from Monroe County. So there's 24 confirmed in in Mississippi, and there's like th- almost 400 tested, hmm. uh, which is such a low number, <laughs> so embarrassing. But we're doing like about as good as anybody, if not a little better. So <laughs> well, it, it's. Uh, not, not not to make this like a backhanded compliment towards Mississippi, but it's like, yeah, people aren't just like going to Mississippi. You know what I mean? Like the the places that were hit first were like Los Angeles, New York, yeah. Seattle. Like I was, I was talking to my brother <laughs> about that. I was like, dude, we're good. We're in Mississippi. And then we both kind of looked at each other because he works at a at a research hospital in Jackson. That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest research hospitals like in the country. And I work at a university that has like a flagship Arabic program and uh, a ton of like other research um, and like Center for Manufacturing Excellence. And there is a Toyota uh, factory in my city and there are partnership manufacturing partnerships with uh, some companies in uh, manufacturing areas of countries like China. Um, so mm. I, we kind of, we we're like, yeah. And we both looked at each other and we we're like, yeah, if it comes here, um, top two places, you know, yeah. <laughs> like the state is not likely to get it, but, uh, we're, we're, our facilities are pretty likely. Um, but it actually, we have had one student who was not at campus. They were traveling abroad and they are currently quarantined. Um, and then it's it actually at Hattiesburg, which doesn't have that many, it's a college down there at University of Southern Mississippi. It doesn't have that big of an international footprint compared to the other schools. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah I, Jack, the hospital in Jackson is, is uh, my dad works down there too. And he has, he has been very stressed. They had a student who got it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a really stressful time. And so now, and I mean, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday. We'll probably drop this saturday or sunday usually our new episodes come out on monday but we'll we'll try and put this out a little bit early i i want us to try and keep a normal schedule in terms of our releases you know just just to yeah. give people some amount of normalcy like i i weirdly i woke up this morning and i got a notification that the new episode of better call saw was available and then there was a part of me that was like oh normal life you know what i mean and so i feel yeah. like at the very least we can provide some of that by keep, like whatever we record each week we'll just put that out at the, roughly the same time of the week so you know, we're not just dumping stuff out as soon as we make it. Um, yes, Survivor was like, we're still releasing episodes. And I was like, good. Yeah. I hope everybody's okay. And then I thought, oh, wait, they recorded this six months ago. Oh, no, they're not recording right now. Oh, no, there's not going to be any Survivor in six months. <laughs> oh, man, that's quite ironic, actually, if you if you think hard enough about it. Like, there will be no Survivor in six months yeah, when the whole premise of the show is that somebody has to survive. Yeah, it's very ironic. It is. Uh, in, in a truly Alanis Morissette kind of way. If you listen to our bonus episodes, that's, a, that's an inside joke. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Um, are y'all doing good over in Texas? Y'all, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of cases over there. Uh, yeah, I mean, where where we are, it's it's been pretty light. Um, I <laughs> Our church is in Denton County, and there haven't been any confirmed cases. We were talking off mic about how. Oh, cool. Yeah, how we, we did have services at our church on, on Sunday, but we sent out a, a pretty firm warning to, to people like, look, if you're older, if you're symptomatic of anything right now, don't come. We, we spread the chairs out a little bit more than we usually do, and uh, we had nothing hand-to-hand. There were about eight people in the building for each service, so we were even even now with the 10-person warning, uh, we, we were – we, we were okay. Like we, we could still do that. Technically we could still do that right now as, as we're recording and we wouldn't be in, in anybody's way. But I mean, that said, we, we won't be doing more services going forward. That was sort of, it was the understanding was we'll get together as with this very light group of people who are all so, yeah. so, so far as we know, in good health, who've been quarantined for a couple of days already. We're going to show up. We're going to see each other. We're going to nod from six feet away and we're going to leave, uh, just to remind each other that we're not alone on the planet. And so, um, 
So yeah, things are going okay. Uh, it's it's just it is it is scary. Like we've got three kids, and um, my my youngest is asthmatic, and so he like randomly starts coughing all the time anytime he gets out of breath. And so there's this part of me that's like, oh no! But then I remember like, oh, he's been coughing since like the day I met him. You know, so there's uh, it, it's just one like you have to continue like listening for like, is that a different cough? But we also know like he, as far as we know, he hasn't been anywhere near anybody since there have been confirmed cases. And so it's anyway that's that's a lot of. That's a lot to say. I, things, I think things are going okay. Uh, we're just, yeah, like everybody else, we're just trying to make it through, uh, trying to keep it normal. Let me ask you this before we get into our, our list of things. Um, I wanted to ask you this. Do you have any habits or rituals that you're trying to embody while you're at home every day, like during the lockdown? Like I work from home normally, so there's a lot of my day that kind of looks very similar. It's just like my kids and my wife are here all day also now. So are, are there things that you're trying to sort of implement each day to sort of keep a, a normal pace going yeah i'm trying not to get into like burn it down mode you know um which is where i'm just like whatever and i just like turn on the xbox and grab a beer (laughs) yeah um i'm trying to be uh i'm trying to use this time to kind of get back into my gratitude journaling and into reaching out to people and i am also trying to be more mindful meditative when i can and i'm hoping i haven't like i read a record number of books last year and I am I as soon as January rolled over, I was just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping to like finish some books so that maybe I can get back into that because I love to read. But sometimes I just if, if I it's reading is like working out for me. It's like when I'm going to the gym, I love it and I yeah. feel so good. But when I don't, it's just like there's no way I'm going to do that, man. Well, and the farther behind you get, the more despair, the more just like what's the, what's even the point? I've been I've, yeah. I've had the same bookmark in my in the same book for three weeks and who even cares anymore? You know. And then I went and started, like, I kept not being satisfied with what I was reading. Like, it was good, but I just couldn't get going. So I, I'm reading, like, eight or nine books right now. Mm. And so, you know, it's just, like, one page at a time, you know? Yeah. Eight or nine books. You're not you're not making any dents. And I'm taking a, fiction, a short fiction class. I'm reading a ton of short fiction. I just you, – you don't, like, put short fiction back on the shelf, you know? You just, yeah. like, put the packet in the recycling bin or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's right. Um, yeah, I, I, I have something pretty similar. Like I, I tr- I'm trying every day to, to, I mean, not, not unlike yourself. I'm, I, I'm trying to set a goal for myself to read for at least 30 minutes a day, read something for 30 minutes a day, just something that I, I would enjoy reading, but also like maybe something that will like expand my <laughs> like thinking, like give me some new information that perhaps I didn't have before. So I'm, I'm hoping to sort of just sort like use my brain, like not just like let that atrophy, but also, yeah. like I said, I, I normally work and also we're going to try and have digital services like we're, we're, we're at our church. Hopefully we'll have digital services every week while this is going on. So I have to, I, I'm still like preparing sermons and stuff, which is very strange <laughs> being like, where will I sit when I'm doing that? So I, I still have to like do that. Um, and then I also, I want to try and do something with each of my three kids. Cause they're all here and I, I don't want them to just like watch TV and do not like just be ignored all day. So like my, yeah. ol- my oldest really likes board games, but he also likes uh, like really complex uh, open world games on the PS4. So I'm hoping to, he, he's really, uh, he, he's, tr- he's been trying to get into the, the star Wars, um, fallen order game, but it's, yeah, man, that's on my list. Cause I, I started it and just put it down and don't remember what controls are what anymore. Yeah. It's, it, it is one of those games. It's really complex. And it, it is one, like, if you, if you stop playing for like a week or two, it's like, what even is this? But, um, and he, he got really discouraged when I first gave it to him and he started playing. He's like, I don't understand. Like there's a lot of like weird, like, um, complex puzzles and, maps and like and so i have to like sit with him 
for him to enjoy wa- reading or watching or playing it, excuse me. So pro- what I'm hoping to do is every day spend at least 30 minutes to an hour with my oldest, either playing a board game, doing a puzzle, or playing <laughs> Star Wars Fallen Order. And then um, with my daughter, my daughter and I are planning to get caught up on the, on the final season or the most recent season of Top, Top Chef. Oh, nice. I Loved she, it. It was she really, so good. She loves Top Chef. And so, and I've we, got an incredible recommendation for you here in a minute if you love Top Chef. Oh, good. I'm excited about that. And then my youngest, uh, who is three, my goal, and this is something we we have a hard time doing because the old the uh, oldest two require so much time, usually be just driving to activities and doing whatever. And so he a lot of times the youngest kind of gets the the leftover time which is not great but it's that's the nature of having three kids a lot of the times but now everybody's home and everybody's sort of like like the ground has leveled in terms of who like who we have time to spend time with and so i'm trying to spend enough time every day reading at least two books to my to my youngest just me and just sitting in a chair reading a book and we did that yesterday and it was it was really great. I, I it, it makes me because I I don't do that every day. That's a, that's a thing that maybe we get to do like once or twice a week right before bedtime. But just in the middle of the day, being able to just have him come over to me and ask me, um, you know, to like play with him or sit with him, and and so just to put him in my lap and and read like a I don't know like a kid's book. He he really yeah. that that was really useful. I'm I'm glad we got a chance to do that. So also I'd like to catch up on some podcasts. Um, you know, Shep, Shep and I have been doing that, but with um Star Wars Rebels. We were watching like. Five minutes a day or something like that, mm. you know, like real slow. It took us a year to watch season one or not a year, but however long it's been since Disney came out. Yeah. And so, uh, and then we are like, we're burning through season two. I was going to say, it should it. not take you that long to get to the next one. We're loving it. And, uh, he's, he's having so much fun and, um, he assigns everybody friends. He's like, Ezra, my friend, who's your friend, daddy. Huh. Uh, and so we're having a good time with that. And I'm trying to spend more time just like. Because yesterday he was watching it and I, was, I got it on Twitter because Twitter is incredible right now. <laughs> it's the best it's ever been. <laughs> it is. Nothing is worse for my anxiety than 10 minutes on Twitter right now. God, I'm having a blast. I, again, everyone <laughs> else has just configured their Twitter feed wrong. My Twitter feed's incredible. Okay. Um, but uh, he he was like, what are you doing, Dad? And I said, oh, I'm sorry. He was, at, he, was tr- he was trying to say, like, we're watching Star Wars. And I've wanted my whole life to watch Star Wars with my son and I was on Twitter. So I'm trying to just spend more time just like, doing that can you i know, tell you playing like the the first time watching star wars with your son it, it is a magical thing it is so much fun i cannot wait until he's old enough to remember it so we can watch a new hope nice nice and blow his mind and just i mean just blow the roof off but he's already familiar with some of the characters so i'm kind of worried that it's not going to be like you know the first time i saw it i was like whew. I, I remember that moment i think about it once a week yeah it's. I mean, it, that's the thing now is like it, it, a kid that grows up now. It's just so deeply in the zeitgeist. It's impossible to be like, like who's this Darth Vader person? You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the, you just always know. It's like how you know who like Mickey Mouse is. It, it's just like that. It is such a ubiquitous thing now. Yeah. Um, well, on that, let, let's. Let, this seems like a pretty smooth transition. Let's let's go through our our five recommend thing, and we'll do some honorable mentions, like you said. But um, let's let's go through five recommend or yeah recommendations. Like, what are some things that you have consumed that you thought like, man, if other people had enough time, they should get into this too? And because now people have time, so um, and usually on our bonus episodes we go five, four, three, two, one. I'm gonna. These are really in no particular order for me, so I, I don't have them like ranked in order of importance or goodness. I just I just wrote them down. So um, I don't know about you. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start with the one that was going to be a thing that I want to start. Okay. Um, oh, so we're, we're, we're going to do stuff we want to consume and then we'll do a recommendations after that. Oh, this is stuff. This is stuff we want to consume. 
Okay, okay, yeah, do the, do the stuff you want to consume. Okay, go ahead. Oh, wait, no, 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 I thought we were doing the other way, we're our recommendations. We yeah, rec- yeah, so I was going to put this in my other list, but then I finished it, like, <laughs> the same day I started it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so th- this is a Venn diagram, this is the shaded part of the Venn diagram that actually counts for both, okay. Yeah, so this <laughs> show is, okay. I love Top Chef, it's like, it's, April and I live for it. I, I really never liked reality TV besides Survivor, mm-hmm. just, and I don't know what it is about Survivor, and it's one of those things that, like, I came back to later. But, like, I hate all reality. It's so – I just I cannot stand to watch it. But I love Top Chef. And there's a show on Fox called Lego Masters that is hosted by um, Will Arnett. And it's like Top Chef but with Legos. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm writing this down right now. Can I get this on – it's on Hulu? It's on Fox. I think Fox has a Hulu. Yeah, I think I was you can watch say, if, if it's on Fox, I think I can probably get it on Hulu. I'm trying to like, find where I can stream all this stuff. Okay, Lego Masters. My son will – love this okay. it is top chef for legos and will arnett's hilarious he's always trying to build in drama because like there's no d- drama in legos i mean there is every now and then like there's one episode where somebody built like the tallest tower ever and then they like were wheeling their table over to the judging area and they ran over a brick and it fell over and like one of the guys just like ran off set crying and it was like he, but like besides that will arnett's just always trying to be like and we'll find out you know like being his his over dramatic self yeah after this and he'll be like oh, what's that Oh, we've already used up all our commercial breaks. All right, <laughs> like because he's always trying to build in drama, so he's like, "Cut the Will Arnett. That's so fun." Times, yeah, I, so I'm back and forth on him sometimes. I love him right now though, and the the uh, groups are great. Like, there's a group from Dallas that are these two girls who met, uh, two women who met, like doing cosplay stuff, and in the Dallas community, like they're teachers, I think, and they're really into Legos. And then there's like this couple uh, that's newlyweds, uh, and they're like. And there's a guy who's like an engineer and his best friend who's in the military. And so like they're – it's just – it's great. It's super sweet. It's super fun. It's called Lego Masters. And Shep and I started watching it uh, when he woke up from his nap the other day because I was watching uh, Lone Star, 911 Lone Star, which is insane and just so much built in like crazy drama, Liv Tyler and Rob Lowe on Fox. And I love it so much. It takes place in Austin. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though. Um and Shep woke up and I was like, yeah, you can't watch this. So I, you know, hit back and I saw Lego Masters and I was, he was like, Legos? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. We watched it. We watched six episodes. It's 45 minutes long. <laughs> like nice. with commercial breaks. We watched the all that was offered that day. Uh, we watched way too much TV that day, but we did it. And I it's mean, so much fun. Right now, no one is going to judge anybody for watching too much TV. Yeah. That is, that is the silver up. lining of this era that we're, we're currently in. You know how Top Chef has like the big open kitchen with like the ingredients in the back. Like it's set. The set is the same. I think I think Fox owns Bravo, maybe. So that probably has something to do with it. But the production is huge. Okay. And it's so much fun. Nice. I dude, I'm not even kidding. That that right there has been worth the price of doing this whole thing because my my kids will love that. Yeah, it's incredible. It's so much fun. Awesome. So was that okay? So that's a recommendation and not it's a, a recommendation. Thing you, okay. No, so, I'm not gonna finish it because it's already been finished. Okay. But, I mean, it's still going, right? Like, are there new episodes that are, like, planned? There will be a, probably a new episode this week, but... Oh, that's great! So, like, there, like that's a thing you can look forward to. That's a thing... There's like six episodes. So, yeah, you can jump in and, and roll through it. I think there's probably five more episodes. Oh, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, that, that is... That's perfect. That's a great recommendation, Dude, man. it's so much fun. All right, well, it's my, silly, too. So my... sweet and silly. <laughs> Go ahead. Yours. You're good. You're good. Uh, so my first recommendation is definitely not for kids. It is – I wanted to just recommend the HBO series Watchmen because the, ah. the, I, I mentioned this at, during our all-media episode. But I want to go ahead and go back and reiterate. Like if you never got caught back up on that, 
that is some good TV. It is some good like puzzle box, b- just bananas. But also, I'm going to add as an addendum because I recommended this to several friends of mine, and the first thing was the first thing they responded with was, "But I've never read the comic," and I thought like, "Well, that's a pretty like reading the comic." can be kind of a that's a time commitment because not only is it like multiple it's like nine issues of a comic but there's also like text between the issues you know what i mean if you really like di- like dive all the way in because there's like the pirate story which i don't i don't think you need to read the pirate story if you want to you can it's not it's not essential it's not going to come back and be like whoa the pirate story you know what i mean um, yeah <laughs> i remember getting to the end of the pirate story and being like well i did it <laughs> yeah the pirate story kind of made the whole thing bogged down. I play, if, if I ever go back and re- reread Watchmen, I'm, I'm going to just ignore the entire pirate story and just... Let me tell you story. what made the whole thing bogged down. Alan Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial statement. No, it's uh, not. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Alan Moore's an interesting cat. But, uh, yeah. so... So, anyway, um... So, Al- here's Alan Moore. Every comic book reader ever. You like, uh... Do you know Alan Moore? Oh, he's the greatest. You like him? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Alan Moore is a cantankerous, unlikable, like, um... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he, he's a misanthropic individual. He seems to hate yeah. everyone. Well, and it's like uh, every comic book reader, it's, he asks, have you read everything Alan Moore's done? Yeah. Do you like it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I really <laughs> he's like it. coming out with something new in a couple weeks. Are you going to read it? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be great. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not going to sit here and say I didn't like Watchmen. I, did, I mean, I, I didn't like uh, the pirate story. <laughs> but, well, I it's mean, just like Watchmen could have been – if someone else wrote it, it could have been great too. And it could have been like easier to read. You know what I mean? It, it, Alan Moore's like William Faulkner. It's like this is fantastic, but like you didn't, you could have put a period in there, and it wouldn't have made it, it wouldn't have made it any worse. It would have made it easier to read, though. Also, I really like V for Vendetta, which was also written by Alan Moore. Yeah, it's great. It's an, it's you know it's a whole thing. It's a, it's a whole thing. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to recommend if if you are a person who said I'd really like to watch the Watchmen TV show, but I don't feel like I can watch it until I've read the graphic novel. Look, it's time. It's time. You can get it digitally. You can buy it. You can put it on your Kindle. You can download the Comixology app. I, I assume it's probably not even that expensive right now because they're probably. My guess is like digital content is for is on sale right now. Yeah, but it's. I bet it's not that expensive. I don't know if anybody's like not letting their stuff be digital or on sale. It's Alan Moore though. Well, it, it, uh, it is. Okay. I know it's available digitally because Alan Moore doesn't own it. DC Comics have, owns it. Have you seen uh, uh, Bleep Alert? If you're listening with kids, have you seen? The comic book Shitty Watchmen? No. It's so it's just a scaled down, it's smaller. It's like a three by five, maybe. Mm. And it's just like really it's the same thing. It's like it's panel for panel, but it's just it's, it's just like you know, the 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 speech bubbles are all like just kinda like you know, it's just like bad drunk. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> but it's like you can read it too and kind of get the same idea at the end. Oh wow. I love it. A buddy of mine, I would never buy it and like read it, but it's so funny to have on your uh, bookshelf, you know. You say that. If you're still in your house in two weeks, you might buy it and read it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every mm of Shitty Watchmen. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> so my, my the, the real recommendation is the HBO show. But with an asterisk, if you're concerned about watching the HBO show – I think you can watch the HBO show having not read the graphic novel and enjoy it just fine. But if you're worried about not understanding like all the nuances and the history behind some of the more major characters, if you if you want to have a deeper, richer understanding of the world that it exists in, go you got time. Go go get the graphic novel, read it, yeah. and then watch the show. And it you may enjoy it more. But I think I think the show stands on its own very well. But that's that's my first recommendation. The show, Watchmen, and then if you if you want to devote the time to it, also the graphic novel. So because the graphic novel or the show is a sequel to the graphic novel or it's it's set up in the same universe as the graphic novel let's say so um 
anyway, that's 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 what I've got. That's that's my first recommendation. What's your next? All right, I'm gonna sort of truncate um, two into um, what I'm gonna call pandemic media. Okay. Uh, so the book 2030 by Albert Brooks. Have you ever read it? No. Okay. What about, um, have you played the video game? The last of us, you recommended this to me last week, but I have not played it yet. All right. It's incredible. I've wept. There's a scene like of all this desolation and something very beautiful happens like far away. And I just wept (laughs) and April was like, sitting next to me and she was like, that's really touching. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's a way not into video games. And she was like, wow. Um, and then Albert Brooks is 23. So if you're like one of the kind of people who likes to really lean into it, uh, these are good. These are, these are pandemic, um, media. So like 2030 contagion right now, just like you just own it. 2030 is less about a pandemic and more about like, you know, you're reading about all these people talking about conspiracies and cures so in, in 2030, uh, basically, like, they cure cancer and right-to-life arguments become less about birth and more about death, um, like end of life instead of beginning of life, mm-hmm. um, and and America goes bankrupt. <laughs> like, AARP becomes the most powerful, you know, becomes the new, like, uh, religious right power uh, broker, and America goes bankrupt. <laughs> it's so dark, <laughs> and it is so funny. Uh April didn't think it was funny because it was too real for her. Yeah. It's one of those. It's hilarious to me because I love things that are too real. And it's a it's book? Real. Yeah, it's a book. Okay. It's, it's a good audio book too. I think the performer – I don't remember who did it, but I remember it being good. I, I did both. Uh, it's a blast to read. It, it was just kind of a cool classic. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then uh, my, my second is uh, Better Call Saul. I, I know yeah. a lot – I know I know folks who really liked Breaking Bad, and they've they said like I just haven't had time to get into Better Call Saul. I don't know if it's going to be good. It's excellent, y'all. And the first four seasons are streaming on Netflix, and the new season is currently on right now on AMC. And it is not unlike Lego Masters for JB. It is it, it continues to be released in spite of everything, and so it's it's a thing on Tuesday mornings. I look forward to just having ready for me whenever I get a chance. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, Better Call Saul. Is, and if you watched Breaking Bad and thought like, oh, I can't imagine a show with this guy in it, uh, it's awesome. And if you never watched Breaking Bad or if you didn't like Breaking Bad, like my wife, uh, I, I will still go ahead and say you might still like Better Call Saul because it's a very different show and it is, it's more of a character piece and all the characters, it's a prequel so you don't have to like, have like a pre-existing. There are certain things that are Easter eggs that if you do watch Breaking not unlike Watchmen. If, if, if you are familiar with that world and you see those things, you'd be like, oh, right, Los Poyos Hermanos or something like that. But for the most part, it's just a really good like character story and they're they're doing a really great job of just like kind of giving you an inside look into this person's life and like what it is that takes a person who has a certain amount of talent and knowledge and ability and work ethic and like kind of grinds him down to a place where he kind of lets go of all his normal ethics and that's uh i think that that's an interesting kind of story to tell so better yeah. call Saul is my is my second recommendation i fully plan to catch up I, one through three seasons one through three were great i thought season one was better than uh breaking bad mm. um and yeah it's great it's excellent i'm i'm a big big fan of of this show it's it's i i think it's the best show on tv right now uh yeah i i i think that that a lot of people would agree with you yeah what's your, um, what's your next one my next one is is ten percent happier. It's a book, it's a podcast, and it's an app. It's a company that um, Dan Harris from I believe Good Morning America uh, is is the he runs it, 
And he, he's just sort of a, he, he, so his idea, is, it's called meditation for fidgety skeptics. And I, I liked it. I was even skeptical about this because I was like, oh, you want, you want me to learn about meditation from a, a broadcast news guy? Okay. Right. <laughs> Cause I grew up like a, you know, a newspaper guy. Okay. Right. It's an incredible story. Um, and his whole thing is like, people are like, oh, did it change your life? He's like, ah, yeah, it makes me 10% happier. Like I'm 10% less an asshole. Mm. Uh, and it's really great. And it's not about like just becoming fully indoctrinated. It's about just like his journey. So the, the book 10% happier, it's awesome. It's just him telling a story of going from like, uh, a cocaine fueled, uh, TV face to a guy who had a panic attack on live television to a dude who sits at meditation retreats and is really into it, but is still like a fidgety skeptic. Ooh. Uh, very good. Man, you're giving and, some good recommendations here, man. Yeah, so the app, they're on the app, the meditation app. There's a lot of guided meditations and courses and and all kinds of sleep aids. It's it's a it's just sort of a whole um, wellness, sort of mental wellness um, platform, and it's free for people who work in healthcare right now. Really. Um, for the foreseeable future, you just have to email them and they'll, they'll give, get you in free. If there's a weekly podcast, they've released some episodes about sort of how to deal with anxiety and being home all the time. And, and the book is great. It's super fun to read. And then the audio book is read by Dan. He's a super great personality. Um, and, uh, so anyway, you connect with 10% happier. I think would probably be beneficial to your mental health right now. It certainly sounds like it. It certainly doesn't sound like it's going to hurt. So yeah. um, April's really like not into uh, – she, she's kind of likes you know mindfulness, but she's not into like having someone talk to her about it. And so anytime I try to recommend stuff. But the the episode they did on on uh, anxiety and coronavirus, she was, she was very into and excited about. So hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. That's good. I'll, I, I'll, every everything you've recommended so far, I'm, I think I'm gonna have to check out. I'm not sure I can find uh, the only thing I think I probably won't have access to is The Last of Us, just because like I don't, I don't think GameStop is open right now. But uh, oh, you can get it online super cheap. Really? In the in the PlayStation Store. Oh. Yeah, like remastered for PlayStation Four because it came out on PlayStation Three. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I think, that, I think it's like ten dollars for that and the bonus. Like they put out a half game that's got all this backstory. Oh man. Okay. Man, what a time we live in. I was just yeah. I was just reading this as an aside. I, I was just reading an article of it because one of the things that in this time that is sort of being discussed is like, have we ever seen anything like this before? And the answer is no. Not, I mean, not in our lifetimes, because it, no one who is alive has ever been through a pandemic in which every like society had to just stop. And the last time this happened was in 1918 during the influenza outbreak. And uh, and that that's the last time there was a massive just like everybody stay in your homes don't come out until this thing is over. So it was over, it was 102 years ago that this thing happened. So no one has a living memory of this. And I was just thinking about how like how hard that must have been. Not just because people would have been bored, but also like how hard it must have been to like exchange information. And you know what I mean? Like how like how hard would it have been to go and tell people like stay in your house? Like you have to go physically tell everybody stay in your house. But in order to do that, you have to put yourself at risk. But now. With the internet, like we, we have the ability to communicate, we have the ability to entertain each other, we have the ability to record a podcast. You're in Mississippi, locked in your house. I'm in Texas, locked in my house, and we're putting this out. And hopefully, there will be people all over the world who can be in this conversation with us. So, and just that, just now, you were like, "Yeah, there's a great PS4 game that you can download into your home." Yeah, the people in 1918 never could have. We're, we are living in the future, my friend. That even in a pandemic, we can be like, "Yeah, we can still have all the things that." We enjoy at, you know, we have like somewhat some amount of access to, 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's crazy. Yeah. So a little bit of like, hey, you know, at, at least at least we have this moment there. So that, that was a little aside. That was a little break. So um, all that to say, thanks for the other the 10% happier. Like who in 1918 could have imagined that you could like put like things in your ears where someone could give you a message that would give you like 10% less anxiety in your life, you know, and in the midst of like, if we go outside, are my children going to die? You know, like that's a, you know, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Have you ever read the book On Writing by Stephen King? Yes. All right. So 10% Happier to me is like the meditation version of that. Because when you re- I hate writing books about how to write because they're all just like, here's the trick. And the real trick is to like sit down and write. That's the only way to write is yeah. to sit down and write. Is to um, the guy who wrote uh, – oh, man, I forgot his name. He's written a ton of stuff. The War of Art. I oh, think Stephen his name. Pressfield. He's, yeah, put your, uh, put your ass where your passion is. Like sit down and write. Yeah. And um, so 10% happier is that it's like, it's like, yeah, you're going to get distracted, but getting distracted is how you know that you're doing it. Like, you yeah. know, every time you realize you're distracted, you're being mindful of where you're at. That's in the your struggle. Life. Yeah. And that's, that is, I mean, and it's not just like mindfulness. It's that's right. It's like, oh, I was distracted. And it's just realizing that you spend a lot of your day distracted. And that's all, you know, that's kind of all it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, wow, it's man. not clearing your mind. It's not becoming, it's not like floating. It's not. Uh, sitting lotus pose and floating above, you know, bald headed above the ground. It's, right. it's just realizing what you're thinking. Yeah. Observing, like being uh, observant of your own thoughts is how. Yeah. It's like how many times have you eaten a meal and been like stuffed and not remembered any of it? Like that's the opposite. It's just, yeah. Or, or driving somewhere and having no memory of how you got there. Yeah. Yeah. Or have spent, you know, 45 minutes watching an episode of Star Wars with your son and realize that you don't remember any of it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. <laughs> All right. Well, um, per my, set, you know, for example, for example, <laughs> all those things, just random examples of nothing in yeah. particular. Um, so, uh, my, my third recommendation is, Hey everybody, this is Rob. I'm just going to pop in real quick and say that my recommendation here in this spot was, <laughs> was supposed to be the, the show freaks and geeks, which I believed was streaming on Netflix. And after I, we recorded this episode, I learned that it is not, and not only is it not streaming on Netflix, it's not streaming anywhere like you can't even buy this show to download so i made the one recommendation that literally if you don't own the dvds you just can't watch it so uh so i wanted to to drop in here and change my recommendation just so this isn't a very frustrating part of the episode so i'm going to instead recommend i'm going to recommend two things one is john mulaney and the sack lunch bunch on netflix which is a one-hour special which is hilarious and fun and uh so much fun and delightful and uh, if you haven't seen it Go ahead and check it out. It's great. And also, sort of apropos of the uh, pandemic apocalyptic sort of theme that we're running here, uh, the TV show Last Man on Earth, which is, I think you can stream it now on Hulu, starring Will Forte and uh, Kristen Schaal. Also, it's a a very funny take on sort of like the post-apocalyptic pandemic nightmare hellscape kind of thing. So uh, those are my two recommendations that I'm going to drop in here instead of Freaks and Geeks and Slash Undeclared, which are both fully unavailable right now for some reason. And I have to assume it's because some streaming service that hasn't launched yet has bought the rights to them and you'll be able to find them soon. So if you have the DVDs of those shows, then as I do, then I hope you enjoy them. But if not, check out John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch and or Last Man on Earth. So thanks and back to our regular episode where everything else I think is available. So what, what's your number four? Um, I think this is my number five. 
You've done, you've no, done four already? No, this is my number four. Uh, Reply All's most recent episode. I, I've been talking about I talk about Reply All on the show a ton. Um, this yeah, could you be were a on record as a fan. Where we just recommend Reply All episodes. Um, if you told me that I could get a new Reply All episode every day, but I had to quit doing my podcast, I would quit. <laughs> <laughs> I would quit. That's understandable. <laughs> anyway, episode 158, The Case of the Missing Hit, is... It's like this suspenseful search. This guy has a song stuck in his head, and he's like singing it to his girlfriend, and she doesn't remember it. She's like, no, it's not a song. And he goes, no, he can't find it on the internet. He can't find it anywhere. It's like a 90s hit. It sounds like, you know, a, uh, it sounds like a Bare Naked Ladies song meets a U2 song. It's like, it's so of the time, and he's like, and they try and find it for him. And they go on this whole adventure, and they like rec- he brings in a band to record the song that's in the guy's head. That, so that hopefully they can like put it into one of those sort of like algorithm, like sound algorithm machines and have it pop it out. It's incredible. Oh, wow. And then okay. one of the producers does like a, a remix of another song on there that is, it seems really silly. And then it gets to the chorus and there's like this big halftime fever dream. And it made me feel like high, not like euphoric high, but like it made me feel I was like I was on drugs, like driving to work in the morning. I was so just like what is this? I just haven't felt that much like <laughs> joy around a, like a, just an hour long piece of media, uh, in a long time. And it just blew my mind. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, you did recommend it to me and I do, it's in my phone and something yeah, tells me it what, is very, what are my goals? Say what? It's, it's right up your alley. Oh, okay. You're going to like learn some stuff and hear some interviews from people in there that you're going to be like, yes, I suspected this all along. Oh, that's fun. I actually, I had a very similar, I, I put this in my Twitter feed, but I, I had a similar experience while I was watching Godfather 2 a couple of weeks ago. And like the, the, there's, there's a famous scene in Godfather 2 where Michael asks Hyman Roth, who ordered Fran- Frankie, Frankie Pantangeline hit? Who, who, hit, who ordered the hit on Frankie Pantangeline? And Hyman Ross says, the Rosado Brothers. And they have this whole thing, and, it, and the culmination is where Hyman Ross says, like, this is the life that we've chosen. It's a very famous scene. And every time I see it, there's an echo in my head. And I think, I have heard this in another place, but I heard it before I ever saw this movie. Like, as a child, I heard this, but I can't remember where. And it took me days. I spent, like, like nights laying awake trying to figure out, like, where did I hear this before? And finally, one day, in just, like, the, like I was sitting in traffic, and it just, like, randomly just, like, screamed in my ear, City Slickers 2. <laughs> and then you were like, oh, man, all that for City Slickers 2. Well, I, and I ran home, and I Googled City Slickers 2, Godfather 2, and it came right up. And the scene is... Uh, the Daniel Stern character asks the John Lovitz character because, like, the joke is the John Lovitz character is very obnoxious, and he's and Billy Crystal doesn't want to hang out with him. And they talk about how all he ever wants to do is quote Godfather too. And so Daniel Stern looks at John Lovitz and is like, "Hey, who ordered Frankie Pantangeli killed?" And Lovitz does the entire monologue from memory, like in the movie. And I'm like, "Oh, I saw City Slickers too," and I was like 11 years old, and that's wow. why I knew that way before I ever actually saw Godfather too. So. That was my reply all hit uh, what is the song moment. Not that's to go great. Too many weird. No, moments. that's that's great. So. I love I usually just tweet at Stephen Thompson from NPR because he know like <laughs> we listen to we like similar music and I think and I'll just be like uh red album cover uh two girls uh really fun guitar solos and something else and he'll be like oh yeah yeah, yeah it's a partner. He replies uh, like when you yeah. when you ask him every now and then and it saves my life. Wow, that's great. 
Yeah, it's better than Google because Google often like when, when it's that random and obscure. Like even Google's like, I don't know. Check yeah. check out something, I guess. Um, all right, so okay, so reply all, and I that's one of one of my goals is to get caught up on my podcasts. Uh, so that's that that's in my phone as we speak. Um, my number four is I just want to recommend. This is kind of a cheat because it's three things in one. But the movies that I believe were the best movies of 2019 that maybe people didn't see, which are okay. Parasite, Knives Out, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you missed one of those movies for whatever reason, now's a great opportunity. Uh, we just before the lockdown started, or before like everybody started being told to go back to their houses, uh, Caroline came home with the DVD uh, uh, Blu-ray of um, Knives Out, and I was so excited that now we just have it. And so, Fantastic, uh, that's great. And that's, that's one knives out is one you can just rewatch whenever it's, it is. I, I would rewatch that every day, especially since the new bond movie is not coming out till November. You can get a little bit of Daniel Craig in your life anyway. So, uh, the, those three movies, if you knives out parasite and once upon a time in Hollywood, if you miss those and you're like, man, I should have, ca- I should have caught those. Well, guess what? Now you can from the company. It was a big time Bong Joon-ho fan. So, uh, I'm glad that it's, it's on, we can stream it now. Have you watched so, it? No, but we're going to be home. So text me will. after you finish it. It's great. Uh, uh, by the way, watching Parasite twice is worth it because the second time through it, it's a it's a totally different experience. Yeah. So someone told me that about what my number one here is, okay. and I, I'm I'm excited to do that. Um, are you ready for it? I'm ready. Do it. Hunters. 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 It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, the Al Pacino show. The Al Pacino Nazi hunting show oh i haven't i haven't decided if i was gonna watch that yet it's good oh you gotta watch it okay and okay. if anybody's worried about al pacino's casting just like just watch it don't worry about it it'll okay. be all right everything's gonna be okay <laughs> uh it's the, incredible the Every, thing all is the him asking somebody who ordered Fran, frankie pantangeline killed <laughs> all of the performances are incredible josh radner turns in like a wild performance that is not annoying and his last couple of performances have been real annoying to me i didn't know he was on the show i'm very okay okay man everything yeah. you recommended like, i'm doing his 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 name on the show his character on the show is a ted mosby like character is it like mid tosby no it's it's um lonnie flash which is like, I'm pretty sure Ted Mosby called himself Lonnie Flash. I was going to say, that sounds made up. That, that sounds like something that somebody was like in a real big hurry. And they're like, what's, what's, the, what's your name? Uh, Lonnie Flash, I guess. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Hunters. It's cool. It is. Well, it is, it's like his, he's an actor. He's like a Jewish actor. And that's oh, name. okay. I see. So it's like a stage name. Yeah, it's a stage so name. So it is. I mean, in the world of the show, it is made up. Yeah. And okay. it's incredible. And it is. It takes... It takes a number of turns. Like it takes so many turns. Some I expected. Some I didn't expect. Some I was like, "Oh man, I don't even know if I like that anymore." But then it was just at the end of it. It was like, uh, "I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. You know, everything this guy does from now on." Yeah. Uh, and I was super shocked when I looked him up that he hadn't written a comic book. It just seems like he's written a lot of comic books. Interesting. Okay. Okay. It's like a totally unique IP. It, it's based enough in reality that you're going to Google a lot and realize that like there's a lot of made up stuff, but also it's like based enough in reality that like um, a lot of the stuff is, you know what I mean? Like there's some insane, some of the most appalling things you see on screen, you're going to be like, no way that was real. And it is, but like some of the other stuff isn't. And you just, you know, like you're just going to be sitting there Googling the whole time, just pausing it and Googling the whole time. I love that kind of viewing. <laughs> I, I, it feels very interactive <laughs> when I end up yeah. having to do that a bunch. Cool. I downloaded like seven Nazi Hunter books halfway through the first episode. So. Are the, is, is it based on a series of books? No, but it's not 
not based in it's, it's oh i see because because of the historicity there's like a lot of other like documentation out there about yeah this it's, type of it's like it's based on a thing in a time and a place but it's not um it, it's relevant to that and and way more relevant it, it to now than it lets on uh uh but every now and then it'll just look at the camera and it won't wink. It'll blink, you know, like yeah. both eyes <laughs> just every now and then, uh, it'll just, snap, it'll pull you really deep into it and just pull you right out and be like, are you getting this? <laughs> so, nice. uh, hunters is, is wild. And I'm probably going to rewatch it because everybody at work said, yeah, you got to rewatch it now that you know everything. Nice. I always felt like the biggest mistake that the X-Men franchise made was not having a Magneto colon Nazi hunter movie. You remember, like when oh. that, there's a section in the yes. the X Men First Class where Michael Fassbender as Magneto is like going around Argentina killing Nazis with his magnetism, and uh, I thought like that's what this whole movie should be. Like the, that, yeah. those are the best scenes in the movie when he's just killing Nazis. Yeah, and the fact that there hasn't been more comic books around that too, it's just rife for opportunity. It is kind of incredible that we haven't seen more of that. You're like with yeah. those characters specifically. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, my my last one is. <laughs> Oh, what? So, the new Mark Marin special. Have you seen it? No, but um, wait till we get to my my list of stuff I want to consume. <laughs> uh, he, he has a lot in there. He's like, you know, comic books, Jesus, they all have something in common. They're uh, some of the best stuff that's come up from uh, Jewish writers room. <laughs> oh, nice. I like that a lot. Man, Sorry. He's good. He's very funny. Dude, his new special is, is perfect. You know, he's got a future in comedy, I think. Yeah, it's the best thing he's done. It's incredible. Oh, nice. And I thought his last one was perfect, too. Um, all right. Well, my the final thing on my list, and this is many items like wrapped up in one item, which is the AFI top 100 movies list. I I went through this a while ago, like um, several years ago. I decided I'm just going to watch all the movies on the AFI 100 list. And there's also there's a I've, I've mentioned this podcast before in our uh, end of the year wrap up media episode, but the, there's a podcast called Unspooled. It's hosted by Paul Shear and Amy Nichols, uh, or Amy Nicholson, who's a um, a film critic. And they just go through each movie and they talk about like what you know the sort of the redemptive qualities of it, the things that are good, the things that maybe haven't aged so well, um, and kind of like the history of like why those movies were significant for their time. It's really interesting. And so, um, for I know a lot of people like that's a thing on. I, I know several people who are like one day I'm going to watch every movie on the AFI list and they never have like this. What what a great opportunity to do that. Like so, and some of them you've definitely seen like you know the Godfather movies, uh, Star Wars, uh, Toy Story. Like there's there's movies that a lot of people have already seen, but there's other movies that are like little hidden gems that that maybe I say little hidden. I mean they're they're on this list, so they're not hidden, but like do the right thing. Like movies that maybe not everybody's necessarily already just not obviously seen. Um, just I would I. I believe there's probably a couple too many Vietnam War movies. There's a lot of th these movies. Th this list was definitely curated by baby boomer white men. So hopefully they'll do another version of the list that is a little bit more diverse and who's curating it. But for the moment, like these are movies that have a lot of significance. So if you're interested at all in like film history or like the greatest movies of all time, like this, you, you can go and you can go through the list and uh, follow along on the Unspooled podcast, and it's uh, it's worth it, man. There, there's there's a lot of really good stuff, and again, a lot of it is very long and it's very boring. But again, what else are you gonna do <laughs> right now? So those uh, are is it like the 100 years 100 movies or is it no? It's the uh, American Film Institute in 2007 released a list. Uh, and the, the list was, it, it was just called the, the 100 greatest films of all time or American movies of all time. So, um, and basically it's, 
it, it's not quite the same as all the 100 Years 100 movies is also an interesting list. Like, any of these lists is good. This is just sort of, like, the definitive one. And these are generally considered, like, these are the movies that kind of shaped American cinema. And the oldest one is a movie called Intolerance, and it's a D.W. Griffith movie. I, I think it's the worst movie on the list. It's a, it's a three-and-a-half-hour-long silent film. Feel Ooh. free to skip that one. It's not great. Uh, but I, the thing is, like, the, the reason it's on the list is, like, they build it, – it's this big, sweeping, epic kind of movie. They build these unprecedentedly enormous film sets. Like, they had to, like, make the entire city of Babylon on a back lot. And so, like, it's the first time anybody – in 1918, like, it's the, it's the first time anybody ever, like, dreamed of making a movie at this scale. So, like, it's, it's a hard watch, but at the same time, like, it's it, – again, if you're interested in, in film history, like, it's, it's, it's a pretty impressive endeavor. D.W. Griffith is, I think, probably the most problematic filmmaker on this list because he also very famously made Birth of a Nation, which is a movie that lionized the Ku Klux Klan. So if you're going to skip – if you're like, I'll watch 99 of the 100, feel free to skip Intolerance. I, I, I mean, it's in the public domain, so, like, the estate of D.W. Griffith is not going to get money if you watch it, but um, – Anyway, there, there's that. There, there's there's a couple Charlie Chaplin movies on it that are very good. There's uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho is on there, which I think is one of the greatest movies ever made. North, North by Northwest. There's there's a handful of Hitchcock movies that are that are great. Wizard of Oz is on the list. So um, anyway, it, it's yeah, like I said, it's it, if you're interested in like movies that are generally considered great, the movies that a lot of filmmakers that you appreciate kind of look back on and say like, oh, these these movies deeply shaped me. Uh, that this is a it's a good list. Jaws is on there. Like, it's a great great time to watch Jaws. It'll make you feel better about not being at the beach. So, yeah, a lot um, of people were at the beach though this weekend. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, I saw that. Like like hordes of people at, at the beaches in Florida. Great job, everybody. Um, it's Florida. What do you expect? I know. Anyway, so uh, I, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you're technically this is a work day for you. So um, let's let's do the we'll, we'll each kind of rattle off what are the what are the things you plan to consume. All right, so. Um, I'm going to start off with I, I just plan to finish a video game, uh, like a story, a long story. I, I started Uncharted, that series, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I just want to finish one. Like, they're all great. I don't nice. know why I haven't finished one. Well, they, they're very long. Like some of these videos, especially if you like do the side missions yeah. and you're trying to get like completion points, like it takes a long <laughs> time, you know? If you're like Rob, you're trying to get all the backpacks. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to rush through the story, man. I want to I want to see the world. I want to experience. Yeah, Assassin's Creed is, is so long, but it's so good, too. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to finish one and I just keep ended up playing FIFA cause like all the sports are canceled right now. And, and so like, I just want to watch FIFA. Just pretend like you're at a soccer uh, game. Yeah. There's this great, somebody caught like made a long, like imagine a tiny, a tiny downhill motocross track, um, that's super long and with marbles running through it. And someone did that and they put like rolled like 20 marbles through it. And it's just like a two and a half minute of these video of these marbles, just like racing through all these little like obstacles and stuff just in the dirt and a guy commentating it on it. Like it's a race, you know, he's like, all right, blue comets out front and he's got a good lead. Uh, Pollo Loco is pulling up from seventh place to sixth. And I sent it to my brother who is a sports nut. And he goes, yeah, I've already watched that twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you are sick, Jake. <laughs> Oh, what are you? Uh, what's 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 your first? Oh, I, I did want to say before before we move on to mine, I did want to say um, we have I, I I posted as you again at, in, in our Slack channel just to see like would anybody else have any recommendations or things they're trying to to do, and our friend James Childs uh, put out a list of video games that he's planning to play, and the, you mentioned The Last of Us, that's on his, and um, Red Dead Redemption Two is on his list. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's one I've got. I probably won't 
finish that one. It's huge, dude. I, that's what I've heard. Um, but I do have, I mean, just to sort of, st- I'm kind of, I'm shuffling my list just to sort of say in theme. But on my list, I, I do have Batnum, Bat, Batnum, Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah, those are all awesome. I that played the first series. two a long time ago, and we just got a PS4 um, at Christmas time. And um and and I just started Batman Arkham Knight right before this whole thing started, and so I'm I'm like 11 percent into it because I can only uh, play it when my kids are in bed because super uh, scary. It is very scary. <laughs> like uh, my Spider Man will deal you out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Spider Man gives my my daughter nightmares. So there's no that was, way. I still think about that all the time. I laughed so hard. It was so cute. <laughs> yeah, and that that's we I I cut it out of the the I had to edit it out of the episode. But one night when we were recording, Delia came in. Um, she was supposed to be in bed, but she she'd been having nightmares because uh, Sawyer had been playing the Spider-Man game and the Martin Lee character, Mister Negative, had been freaking her out. So, yeah. um, th- but she didn't say Mister like, Negative. She was like, "I'm scared of Martin Lee." Well, that's because that's what Sawyer calls Sawyer calls all the characters by their proper names, and so he. <laughs> uh, so that's such a really on brand detail that I'm glad to know about for sure. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Martin to Lawrence Lee. Yeah, Martin. Yeah, Martin Lawrence Lee. The, or wait, no, that's that's a comedian. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Batman Arkham Knight. That's a, that's the thing I, I I hope to be able to finish well. That because I I'm not a big video game player, but man, if, if this isn't the time, <laughs> then I don't yeah, know when it is. Arkham games are real uh, kind of on the nose right now. Yeah, they kind of are, right? Because yeah, there is like a contagion aspect to to that one. So yeah, there's one I haven't played. I played. I I don't remember. Well, I I didn't play the original one because it was a little. You know, the other ones were just so much better. I've played Night, and I've either played City or Origins, or maybe all three. I don't know. Well, there's there's Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and then Arkham Knight. I think there's another one though. Oh, is there? I, I only found the trilogy when I was Googling. Oh, okay. But, well, I've played but I'm sure, maybe there, yeah, maybe there is like an Origins or like a like a, a spinoff. I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know enough about video games right. to speak intelligently about this. Yeah, City and Night are incredible. Night has some of the best, uh, maybe the second best, like comic book boss scene in a video game. So far, like I'm, I'm only a little bit. Like I said, I'm only 11 percent in, and uh, it, pretty man, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it, it's, and it certainly does like fill the time. I don't. I haven't gotten to the point now where I understand how to control the Batmobile. Like, I feel like that's going to take a uh, while. <laughs> yeah, you'll never get it. It's not just like Google how to beat those missions. That's uh, So far, that's what I've been doing. YouTube has kinda, been a major help it, for me just getting through yeah, those. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. But uh, it's great. Stay away from some of the side missions, too. You got you got, uh, you got to get through it. That game is, you could never finish it and okay. play it every day. Kind of yeah. like Assassin's Creed. Like, you could feasibly play it every day for the just rest of your life. Be in that world for a long, long time. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the goal, and then if I if I get through that, then maybe I'll try and dip my toe into Red Dead Redemption. We'll see. Um, so then what, what's your what's your next one? All right, so I still video games, but it's another category. Is uh, I really love these like management sims, this sort of uh, big open world, and so I've got Tropico Six and uh, Planet Zoo. I got because Shep likes to he doesn't know how to play those games, but he likes zoos and he likes so i have like jurassic park and planet zoo and so he'll just be like all right let's look at the dinosaur let's look at the giraffe and it's fun but you can play them indefinitely and build these like incredible worlds or these huge cities um but i'm trying to just like beat the missions (laughs) okay just just to have done it you know what i mean like i feel like if you don't beat the game you don't you didn't why'd you get it (laughs) so Uh, I'm trying to do that. Transport Tycoon 2, City Skylines, Tropico 6, and Planet Zoo. Like, one or two of them. If I could just finish it, that would be great. Man, it, this does seem like 
it, I'm sure there, there are a lot of business. Oh, I know for sure. There are a lot of businesses that are really struggling right now, obviously because of like closures and layoffs and just like having to like put people on furlough or whatever. Um, but I, I would imagine the industries that are just booming right now are like online gaming, uh, streaming film, like movies, uh, like amazon.com, you know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. I bought Netflix and take two stock and when the market bottoms out, I'm going to buy like more. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a, yeah, now's the time buy, buy Netflix now for sure. If you, if you, yeah. if you got the, the ability to do so. So, um, all right, yeah, well, uh, disclaimer, we are not, um, financial, uh, advisors and we cannot actually tell you. To that's a good point. Stocks. I don't want to get in a Jim Cramer situation where I'm like, everybody go do this. Yeah. I'm not a <laughs> medical expert. I don't know uh, anything about the stock market. Please don't, please don't use anything I that I say to some, make financial choices. I have some like professional financial certifications, so I have to <laughs> disclaim that. Oh, good. <laughs> Cause I'm a, I don't I, use them anymore, but I just like, I was like, ah, oh, this, uh, don't, this is, uh, opinions and not advice. That's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm—I mean, just so everybody knows, I'm a—I'm a theologian, I'm a pastor, and neither of which makes me anywhere near capable of making of giving you financial advice. So which is why you shouldn't listen to Rob for financial advice, but also not other theologians, pastors. Just a heads up. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. There's some out there who will try and sell you stuff. Do not. Yeah. Don't let Robert Jeffress sell you anything. Don't let. Uh, I think Jim Baker actually right now is being sued because he he claimed to have had a cure for coronavirus. Like, oh. man, if that guy hadn't spent enough time in jail, like, does he, does he really need to just like continue being stupid? Like, what? What? Anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that dude had a cure for anything. You think he looked like that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nope. Uh. I so, do like to listen to him talk though. It's kind of funny. So soft. Um, oh, my daughter uh, just sent me an owl. She's been listening to the Harry Potter series on uh, uh, yes. CD, and she's been throwing stuffed owls at me with like little that's, notes attached to them. So it's cute. the best. Um, all right. Well, the next thing on my list, I'm I'm currently in the middle of a full blown Twin Peaks rewatch. Woo! So I'm Dang. gonna do. I, I kind of hate that. It's gonna start coming up again. <laughs> what is? <laughs> Just the first time you did the Twin Peaks rewatch, like the Twin Peaks watch in preparation for the new series. Like it was fun for a little bit, and then it got really annoying. For hey the man, rest of... <laughs> I'm not gonna keep talking about it. I, I don't need to keep talking about it. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, the the gun that I like will always be in style. It's fine, and. <laughs> Whatever. That's a deep. That's a deep cut for Twin Peaks. But anyway, I'm I'm doing the full rewatch. But that that includes like Fire Walk with Me and the Return series uh, from 2017. Um, I'm also planning to read the final dossier after it's all over. And I also, and the more I watch it, the more I think, man, like, man, I need to spend some more time with David Lynch. David Lynch is a singular filmmaker. So in the midst of this, I probably will also rewatch like Mulholland Drive. I've never seen Lost Highway or Wild at Heart, so I'm probably gonna have to go watch those as well. So uh, my. So again, like the the top line of this is Twin Peaks rewatch. That's what I plan to consume. But the sub the sub line is I also plan to just consume a whole lot of other David Lynch material as well. Yeah. Cool. Right, what's your next one? Um, just finish a book, man. I started Climbing High. David Brashear's the guy who filmed the first Everest um, movie on uh, IMAX, and he was there in '96 when yeah. the big crisis happened. That is honestly not even that big compared to like just a regular climbing year now because it's so unregulated up there. But um, they're like John Krakauer famously uh, famousized in his books. Uh, so Climbing High, Universal Christ by Richard Rohr is a book that like I'll read a couple pages and be like, that was great. And then I'll put it down and not get back to it. Mm. Hunting Evil, this like Nazi book that's really great. Mm. Also, The Plot Against America. Like I got really into Philip Roth, but I haven't finished one yet. Oh, that series <laughs> just started. 
Yeah, but I want to read the book because I'm I'm kind of into Philip Roth right now, and I'm reading the Great American Novel, another Philip Roth book, and then I, Chaos, that crazy fever dream of a Charles Manson like book that no one can decide if it was real or not that just came out like last year, and then Patriot Games. I don't know why I started that Tom Clancy book. It's so long. It's good. I like it. I like Jack Ryan. Uh, I just need to finish a book. I started like a romance series, which is crazy. I'd never read a romance book before, <laughs> but I really had fun with it. And so like, and I'm a completionist. So like I got the next one and I was like, I'm just not into this anymore. But I think about it cause it's like, I haven't finished it. It's like, I just want to be done thinking about it, but I don't really want to read. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just got to finish a book. I just got to get some of these off my plate and like, I want to enjoy them, but I yeah. also shouldn't get, get them done. I've got I've got a stack of physical books on my desk that I, I stacked up yesterday in order in the order in which I want to read them and um and I, I could have just brought the whole list a lot of them are theology books so I'll spare everybody but the one I'm most excited about is Movies and Other Things by Shea Serrano oh that's on my list too oh I left it in my office I'm not gonna see that book for months I mean you can download it right like I mean if you don't mind paying for it twice yeah I got it as a gift but but like in a month his scrubs his scrubs essays are coming out ooh. Digital is like got a PDF of Scrubs essays. No way. Well, it sounds like I'm doing a, a Scrubs rewatch. It's then. called the Secret Art Gang. Oh, that's great. I I loved the show Scrubs. So if I didn't even know about this, Shea Serrano's doing a, a series of essays on Scrubs. Yeah, and Arturo's like on them. Man, sent, when that happens, I don't know why I missed the boat on that, but when that happens, please let me know. I, I definitely I will. want to know. Yeah, you that. can pre-order it now. Um, I think it comes out later this month. It's yeah. Do you remember uh, Cha Cha or uh, there was another back before smartphones? You could text a question to like four one two four one two or something like that. Do you remember yeah. that? I was a Cha Cha Scrubs expert. Like if you asked Cha Cha a question about Scrubs, I got a text message. <laughs> That's funny. It would be uh, like, in what episode did JD sit on the front porch of a house that was not built yet? And I would be like, my half acre. I remember that episode. Man, that was yeah. a great show. That was such a good show. Um, all right. Well, what's your the fact what's your that their stuffed dog's name was Rowdy is still the funniest joke I've ever heard. Oh, it's been too long. I got to go back. It's so yeah. great. Um, all right. So number four, I am pumped about new music and I'm going to just listen to so much new music. I've just been kind of like letting it stack up for some reason. And then I saw I listened to the uh, last week's uh, All Songs Considered. And there's just like Alex, the astronaut, this girl from Australia who like is in school in America. And it's just I, it's the song's called I Think You're Great. And it's such a good song. Mm. And then I got there's new music from Group Love, Soccer Mommy, Isbel's got some singles out, Mandy Moore's got a new record out that she says is not about, uh, she says is not about uh, Ryan Adams, but like the first song, the first single is like, is about how it's like forgiveness is for you, not for me, so don't expect it or something like that. It's just like, I don't know. I think that's. Wow. Awesome. Jealous, you know, but yeah. But, uh, and then Shiner is this band that I'd never heard of. They're like a night. It's like if Stone Double Pilots met um, like Texas is the reason or Fugazi or Sunny Day Real Estate. Man. So it's like it's this just 90s grunge meets like early 2000s e- like DC emo called Shiner. I'd never heard of them before. They're, they have a new single. It's incredible. It's one of the best things I've heard in a while. Then Rat Boys has a new record. Tennis has a new record. Justin Bieber has a new record. Kesha has a new record. Car Seat Headrest has some new singles out. Harry Styles has a new record and a Tiny Desk concert. Like I'm just going to listen to so much music. And the reason I was thinking about this is because Ben Gibbard is going to at 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time from his home studio every day for the next couple of weeks is going to play live stream shows. No way. Yeah. Neil Young's doing the same thing. How how have I missed that? That's awesome. Just I just saw the announcement today. Oh my gosh! Uh, I need to be paying attention to this kind of stuff. I am gonna watch Ben Gibbard play music live on the internet 
just home home concerts. I'm pumped about like home concerts. Man, I, we're, I'm beginning to see just how creatively generous people are when they're when yeah. they're willing to just do that because they don't. I mean, they don't have to do that. They're. I mean, they're, that's a gift to the world that they're giving. Do you ever? So I used to always wonder, kind of like, when do we make the transition from reality to like augmented reality in yeah. a real way? You know, like when when do people quit leaving their house to be online in a real way? And yeah. this is it. So yeah, this is Ready Player One. Yeah, point. when we're done yeah. with this, yeah, I told my brother that the other day. I was like, "This is how Ready Player One starts." Like, when we're done with this, some people aren't going to come out. Wow, and that's just—it's true. It's going to happen. Yeah, people are going to figure out how to live their lives this way now. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. Like, there, there are definitely people, and I mean, I, I do not at all like blame anybody for having this reaction. Like, even when people are, even when the government tells you like it's safe to come out, like there definitely will be a part of the population. It's like, uh, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, Maybe not. Maybe maybe I'm just going to hang out in here for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to come out when the government tells me to come out. I'm going to come out when there's a certain number of experts that I follow that aren't. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say the government. I'm going to say the, uh, the person in charge of, branches, of the government. There are a couple of branches of government that I, that I uh, kind of don't listen to anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, the next thing on my list is uh, a graphic novel series by Joe Hill called Lock and Key. They just uh, released on Netflix. They released a TV adaptation of this. And I've been wanting to see the the show, but I didn't want to watch the show until I'd finished because I started – I read the first uh, edition of this a while back, and I never – finished it it's very good it's just it it's very high concept and so i just never really went back to it but um and there's a i don't even remember how many exact volumes of it there are but i like joe hill as a writer a lot and this is one of the more acclaimed things he's ever done so i want to i want to go back in and just really finish it and then if i if i enjoy it all the way through i'll probably watch the netflix show as well so lock and key by joe hill before we knew that there was going to be this kind of lockdown my favorite author offered to let me borrow all of his lock and key comic books and I said, oh, maybe one day. And then I, and he went on vacation, and then we got locked down. Well, hey, and man. I'm bummed out because I wish I could read Lock and Key. They're they're on discount on Comixology right now. I think you can right, get but each I want to read like I want to like go to his office and get his copies and read them and take them back and talk to him about them because that's cool. That's yeah. And I'm a weird like hanger on right now (laughs) he's trying to get promoted from hanger on to friend (laughs) hey that's that's a noble journey you're on yeah trying to do that it's the weirdest most nuanced creepy journey of all time (laughs) well speaking of nuanced creepy journeys what's the last thing on your uh stuff you want to consume list i want to take a nuanced creepy journey through hogwarts in this board game that my wife and i bought a long time ago and we like to play board games but we just don't do it that much and i think once we figure out who's sick or not sick you know depending on what we are in 10 days, we're going to invite a few people over to probably play some board games with us. Um, but until then, we're going to play some, you know, two-person board games. And, you know, it's gonna, we're going to play Mashi Kori, which, which is a fun, like, city-building game. that mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's not as fun with two people, but it's just, like, we enjoy it. And we love playing Ticket to Ride. We took it to a restaurant the other night and played it, like, at our booth while we ate dinner. <laughs> that's so fun. I love it when people do that, when people bring board, board games to, like, yeah. public places. I think that's and so it's fun. super funny because Ticket to Ride is not a small – it's like a – you know, like, it's, it's a big – uh, endeavor and so we're gonna do that we're gonna play some board games together and watch the movies together and sort of get uh you know whenever you don't see each other that much and then it's weird and there's a lot of stuff going on like you just kind of get catty with each other so like we're just gonna get back on the same page and play a bunch of board games that's great man good for you yeah. that's a great answer to that 
And then after I made my list, I found out that Cats was on video on demand now. So, so I mean, I gotta see that. So I know what you're doing next. Gotta see that. My daughter has been dying to see that. And my, my wife went to see it when it was in the theater. And my daughter was like, can I, t- can, will you take me to see it? And Caroline was like, no. And, and Delia, Delia said, well, is it because, is it too scary? Is it just like, is it like too grown up? And Caroline said, it's just, I just don't want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> But it's also like it's so weirdly it was so like poorly and weirdly done that it leaves you like just really upset, you know, with like, yeah, it's like, is it scary? It's not supposed to be. (laughs) But in a lot of ways. But it it is. is. Coronavirus outside, cats inside. Who knows which is scarier? Oh, that's that's great. All right. Well, the the last thing on mine is I just have a bunch of Netflix comedy specials that I just never make time for. Oh, yeah, dude. So that mirror. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned Marion before. That's definitely on my list. Uh, James Childs uh, talked about James A. Castor in his uh, in his list of recommendations, which I'm is also on my list. I've got Dion Cole, uh, Eliza Schlesinger, Fortune Feimster, Taylor Tomlinson, Michelle Wolf, Seth Meyers. I also uh, I've been meaning to watch Brene Brown's The Call to Courage for months, and I just it's I mean these like little like specials like comedy specials yeah. and like presentations like long form TED talks. It's just it's one of those things like I don't have time in my life to just stop everything to watch an hour long of of anything you know what i mean and so uh, and and if i do have that kind of time i'm gonna watch either a movie or like a new another episode in a show i'm in the middle of and so these specials are harder to like make time for but now is the perfect time to just like at night after my kids go to bed and my wife and i are like what do we do like what better what what better thing to do than watch a watch an hour of stand-up comedy you know so that's yeah that's definitely that that is on my list for sure I didn't realize that Fortune Feimster had a special out. It I'm just came out. About that. It like just I think like in late January. I think she is she is special. She's very funny. Um, cool man. Yeah, man. Oh, you mentioned Paul Shear earlier. Yeah, Paul Shear beat one of uh, our listeners and favorite people, uh, Bella Pori. He beat her on uh, <laughs> on um, nailed it. On nailed it. Yeah, that's yeah, a great. If you're inside and you want to watch something funny, Bella Pori's on nailed it and. Oh, it's that's great, right. and it's sweet, and Paul Shear's a really great guy. It's He's the Hanukkah episode of the it new is. season, yeah. And Paul Shear's just like a good guy too. Uh, he was on he was on the new the quarantine episode of Love It or Leave It, and he's so funny. <laughs> I always i get i get ten percent happier every time Paul Shear shows up in a podcast that I listen to. I get he's a delight. that ten percent with him, and then one million percent more excited and pumped whenever uh, Jason Manzuka shows up because I know like <laughs> his goal is just to take whatever's going on and take it off the rails. <laughs> I love that. I, I hope he has some some something that he he wants to put out into the world during this period of time. He's very funny too. Yes. Man, I saw him on the street one time, and I was just like in New York, and I was just like, it took everything in me not to go and just start yelling at him. <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, he needs to be, he needs to just be left alone. But I've been having him a lot, yeah, because he's having just like a nice dinner, and I was like, oh man, you're just having a nice dinner. But I also thought like. I would pay so much money just to have him follow me around and yell at me and shame me all day long. <laughs> he he has one of the naturally like just one of the most naturally funny voices I've ever heard. I enjoy, yeah, I enjoy him a lot. Hey, yeah, wh- he's so Greek that he could be anything. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, he looks to me like a Muppet. <laughs> he looks like Animal from the Muppets to me. He just just hair on every part of his face. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, what you mentioned before we started recording that you had a couple of honorable mentions. You want to? I, I know we're we're running way over your lunch hour. Oh, so let's... I, I I stuck them in. I I squeezed them in. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. 
I don't I don't think I have any. I, I think I I think I also kind of squeezed them in as we went. Um, I maybe something we should do when this whole thing is lifted and we're all like leaving our houses again. Maybe we could do a, a follow up podcast to see first of all like which of these things did we actually consume, and second of all like what were the best things that we consumed while we yeah did and get everybody this. else to like kind of give us their lists. Of- yeah, keep sending right if you're if you're one of the patrons and you're in the Slack channel in the general uh, in in the channel Mark General. Uh, we have a, we have a we have a discussion going right now. It's pretty much just so far. It's only been James Childs, and he he's put out a bunch of stuff. So uh, he he's got a lot of things on there. But feel free to keep, even though we've already recorded this, feel free to keep naming things that you're either consuming or that you recommend that others consume. And then when we're all done with this, yeah, maybe we'll do a we'll do a follow up episode to see what we what we did and what we liked. Maybe some things that kind of surprised us that other, each other recommended. That would be fun. Yeah. Hey, can I can I do a, a nickname real quick for a patron? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a nickname. All right, so Sterling Spence sent a great message. Super cool, uh, super fun to talk with a little bit. Uh, hope to continue to talk Sterling uh, down the road. So thanks for reaching out, being super open and, and honest and cool. Uh, he said that he really likes Badlands, and so I was going to rip off that. But he said, no, you should probably rip off something more obscure, like from uh, The Promise. So we're, imagine this too ain't good enough for you, the chorus. Uh, so we got your woes. Whoa, whoa. I'm a social justice warrior. Yeah, even though I don't fight, Texas dirt in my diapers. Because he was born in California, but his dad brought dirt soil from Austin <laughs> to the hotel room. Nice. So Texas dirt in my diapers. My band's called Westerly. Sterling Spence. Thanks for supporting us, and uh, thanks for thanks for the the patron chat. I'll, I'll message you back. Very nice. Very nice. Well, thanks so much to everybody for listening. Please stay safe and healthy out there. Um, do do whatever you need to do to keep yourself. Uh, on the rails, like if you need to, like whatever whatever amount of kindness you need to offer to yourself on any given day, please don't uh, don't, don't hes- hesitate. Give like I said this in my sermon on on Sunday. Give yourself like hand hand out grace like candy and be be generous with that with yourself as well. So um, take care of yourself. Do do whatever you need to do to to stay healthy and sane during this period of time. We are you are not alone, even though it may feel very much like you are. And uh, we will continue to try and bring just the regular podcast to you as best we can during this period of time. And, um, and yeah, I don't know, JB, any, any final thoughts? No, I mean, just do something that makes you happy. Try and spend some time in your head because you're going to have to sooner or later during all of this and reach out to somebody you love, shoot them a text, call yeah, them, che- check in on each time. other. For Everybody's sure. got time. Nobody's busy. I mean, a few people are, uh, but the rest of us aren't. So just, you know, be yeah. gracious, be kind, stay in, stay well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Stay alive. So. All right. All right. Well, thank you all so much, JB. Thanks uh, for, for making time in, in the middle of a work day. We usually do this at night, but uh, just because of the nature of everything, we decided we would do this during the day this time. And, yeah, a little, uh, little lunch break, lunch yeah. break uh, recording action. Why not? All right. Well, and uh, yeah, be if, if you're again, if you're a patron, feel free to keep the chat going in the in the Slack channel and uh, we'll be back in your feed hopefully next week with probably we hope uh, Bruce Springsteen and the Street Band live 75 to 85, the, um, the, the live session. So um, hopefully we'll be back on the rails with, with what we had originally planned to do anyway. So everybody uh, stay safe. Have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.